Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to another brand new episode of the Chart Smashing Top Global Business and Free Game Giving Behind the Baller Podcast. Brought to you in 8K High Doge Finition Sound. Produced by none other than the greatest duo since Hall & Oates. Yes, the world famous Dust Brothers. I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, also known as the Korean John Cusack, aka the Korean Fleece Johnson, aka the Wash Lord of All Lords. What is good, BTB Army? This is the weekend wrap up. Yo, Ethereum has hit $3,000, you fucks. Okay, but yo, I want to talk about this motherfucking PML Quick Strike. And uh, we also have a lot of fan questions. And yo, check it out. Hold on. Listen, please. Please listen to the end of this show. Why? There is a huge surprise only for the BTB listeners. Okay? No joke. There is a chance for you guys to cop something that y'all might have missed out on because it sold out so fast. Okay? So, yo, listen. Guys, let's get this show started. Alright, so before we talk about how um, I wanted all the smoke this past weekend, okay? I gotta say, look, I'm all about artistic films and uh, film noir and shit, and for those of you who forgot... I did get my degree in cinematography. So don't come to me with some bullshit and some motherfucking try to say, what about this? What about that? Shut the fuck up. Don't come with some ghetto movie shit, okay? Because I'll shut your shit down real fast. And with some deep film jargon, okay? But yo, I'ma come all the way clean. Nomad Land was not it. That shit was trash, okay? That shit was drier than deceased coochie. Fuck out of here. All right. I tried to watch that bitch three times. Okay. And for the life of me, even with the help of some brand new, fresh Jonas B, I couldn't get past an hour of that motherfucking show. Okay. Or that movie. I mean, look, some things just aren't for me and that's okay. I don't know how I won best fucking picture and best director, but the look. The Sound of Metal is all the way the shit, okay? That movie right there should have won, okay? That shit fucked me up. But because of the, all this fucking fake-ass politically correct shit, it's always the fucking politically correct shit always fucks everything up. You know what I'm saying? I'm so tired of all this PC shit for real. Like, let shit be, Okay? If motherfucking the Lakers win 75 times too fucking bad. If 15 black singers win the best, then know it too fucking bad. Step your fucking game up, okay? Nobody can stay on top forever. Look at Serena Williams. Yeah, she was the baddest. You know what? Tiger Woods. Just saying, you know, like I'm, I'm just sick of the PC shit, all right? Speaking of staying on top. Now we get into the shit, okay? On Saturday morning, I was catching all fades. I said, I'm catching all fades. Who want to see me, right? Period. 
Um, anytime I get ready for a quick strike, uh, like I just can't sleep the night before. I get all jittery and anxious and shit. And you know, like I'm gonna keep 100. Like, you know, it could be, be some shit. Meaning like, you know, I got a wife and kids, you know, so I, I do try to drive a little different, you know, but when you got 20,000 hours, 20,000 plus hours behind a fast car without incident, meaning I've no accident, knock on wood and all that shit. I'm not really a suspicious person or I'm sorry, suspicious, superstitious person, right? But look, you know, if shit goes down, it's not going to be because of you. Well, me in that case, okay? So it don't matter how safe you are. When it's your time, it is your time, all right? And I remember I heard this joke by Robin Harris. He was like, yo, man, nah, I'm not even trip, man. You know, you scared of going on planes, man? You know, don't, look, don't even trip. You're going to die when it's your time. And then Robin Harris said, well, what if it's the pilot's time? <laughs> look, man, all I'm saying is, you know, I was on motorcycles. I know what it's like to be a fool. And on a motorcycle, it's never if you're going to crash. Understand that if you ride a motorcycle, it's when you're going to crash. And it might not even be your fault. Most of the time, it's not. Okay? Most people who ride motorcycles for a long time are much better drivers. Okay? So anyways, respect the power of your vehicle. All right? Or it will show you how to respect it. Okay? I've had many death wishes. Right, and in my life, I've just done stupid ass shit. Right now, I am so grateful to be here. So when I see these young ass cats and these fast ass GTRs, and by the way, Dan Rue, fuck you, dancing Dan. I know you got fifteen hundred horsepower reel. That sheepy fucking power. What the fuck your whole shit? I don't Hennessy. What the fuck it is? I don't give a fuck. All right, to Japanese shit. I don't give a fuck. But all these young dudes and their fucking Vipers and Vets and fucking M cars and even Ferraris and Lambos, look at, they all want smoke. And I give it to them, right? I was smoking motherfuckers like a fat ass joint, okay? So let me say this. We've been doing quick strikes for eight plus years now, okay? And this past weekend was by far the craziest turnout I have ever seen fucking scene i mean there were hundreds at the pre-meet there's never hundreds at a pre-meet in fact my original pre-meet was only for 10 people okay but then we got downtown we got to downtown la 50 minutes before the meetup time okay we're supposed to be there for a fucking hour i almost shit in my pants okay i got goosebumps talking about this right now and i'm not playing with you no kizzy all right there were exotic cars lined up and parked literally three full downtown blocks away from the startup point. I'm talking about a seven, 10 minute walk. There might've been a thousand plus exotic, hold on, over a thousand exotic slash luxury cars. No, no, better yet, there was over a thousand cars that were over $100,000, Okay. Most of those cars, though, a high majority of them were over 200,000. Okay, it was fucking insane. And yes, the cause for this event was for Stop Asian Hate. But I'm gonna keep it 100% funky. All right, fools have been cooped up inside their homes, been dying to go out and be on their worst behavior. So I knew shit was going down. Okay, I knew shit was about to get ugly when my IG stories all last week. We're getting 250,000 views a day in 24 hours, okay? Because my shit usually begin like 
90 to 120, okay, unless I post some crazy shit or if I get in beef with somebody, right? For the first time, very first time in car event or quick strike history, I had a co-pilot, right? He's actually a famous car photographer who also runs a car enthusiast page. Uh, the page is called Keys to the Jungle on Instagram, right? He's only like about five foot two and he weighs under 90 pounds. He weighs under 90 pounds while he's carrying Kaya, okay? He's never carried Kaya, by the way, I'm just saying, okay? He wasn't a lot of weight to worry about, so I'm just saying he was good having him. Plus, it was nice having a co-pilot to, who's not scared. I mean, I could tell, you know, we got a little frisky. You know, we caught air on the fucking freeway, and I'm sure he almost shit. But, you know, he's holding the camera. He's holding the fucking, we have a GoPro recording me. We're fucking, you know, he's recording on two different phones. <laughs> I mean, look, Mike Keys, you are a fucking G. I really appreciate you fucking holding it down. But, yo, fools pulled up. In big, big, big boy toys, okay? Yo, cats pulled out the big guns for real, right? At least six cars had values of over $3 million, okay? From Konasegs to Paganis, and then my boy Coco. My boy Coco, bro, he pulled up in the McLaren Sabre, which is stupid rare. It's like a Senna on steroids. And the Senna is already on steroids, all right, they only made 15 sabers in the world. All right, it's probably about four and a half million dollars for the spec that my boy Coco has. And by the way, my boy Ben, aka Coco, is Korean, so you already know he's with repping with me. Tough, you know, that motherfucker got cars like out the ass. He got a Devo, he's got Chiron, LaFerrari 918, fucking um, he's got everything, period. Okay, but yeah, um, I know a lot of people are concerned, whatever. Everyone had on masks. Okay. The only thing is social distancing wasn't something I saw a lot of, but you know what? I'm vaccinated and uh, I will say this. A lot of people did try to practice safety and a lot of people were, you know, on their own shit, you know? So, you know, um, what I'm seeing a lot of lately at car events and in the car community is uh, girl drivers. Okay. Ladies. And you know what? I'm here for it. You heard that correctly. The Korean Liam Neeson said, I am here for girl drivers at these events. I used to low-key hate and talk my shit on them, but you know what? Then I met this girl named Amber, all right? Amber Blonigan. She used to have her own car shop called GI Automotive, and she is a bad bitch. Not only is she a mom, not only is she beautiful, she can drive her ass off. Now, I'm not going to talk about the incidents that we've done when we've driven because you know what? Police will get involved, okay? And then there's my girl, Amy, a.k.a. Uh, Petro Girl. And she's always been down. She's like a staple in the, in the car community. She's been super deep in the, the car game, like forever, okay? But now, ladies and gents, there is a new rookie of the year in the female space of the car community. And this girl, her name is Gigi. I can't pronounce her last name. I think it's her name is Gigi Papradelli. Now nah, I'm fucking with you. That's a pasta, right? Um, it's Papa something or yeah, it's Pava something or something. Listen, let me tell you, Gigi can drive her ass off, okay? And she's only 19 years old, right? And she's a fucking girl, girl, right? She's not tomboy trying to sag jeans and shit and be all that shit. Where she's cute as hell. 
She pulled up in her 720S, like full exhaust. She had a roof scoop, carbon, like fucking had, you know, kit. Like her shit was fucking nice to my 720. Her shit was lit, right? She was shifting gears like a motherfucking madman, we call mad woman, sorry. Swiss cheesing through traffic with all the big boys. She even gave my boy DJ Mustard a hard time. She, she whooped DJ Mustard's ass. By the way, shout out to DJ Mustard for pulling up, man. That's my dog. Yes, that DJ Mustard. There's only one DJ Mustard, okay? Mustard on the beat, ho. Mustard on the beat, ho. Uh, my boy Sung Kang, he pulled up uh, and hosted as well. And, you know, uh, I, I meant to say this earlier in another episode, like a few episodes ago, but... The, Sung is going to be a Jedi. He told me early, I didn't know if I could tell the world, I didn't see it on the news yet, but he announced it somewhere. But look, yo, that's a huge thing. By the way, tomorrow is May the 4th, right? Am I tripping? Yes, tomorrow is the May the 4th. So look, the first Korean, actually the first Asian Jedi ever, like this is fucking huge. So Sung, if you're listening, congrats, bro. But yeah, Sung is, is you know, he's is Han from Fast and the Furious. And... um. I already told you that we, we met up randomly. It's crazy after so many years of not meeting up, but we got so many mutual friends and he pulled up in his Grand National and uh, the entire PML posse showed up. Of course, there was, you know, all the usual suspects, my boy Wires Only, Jay Bell, um, all these motherfuckers. Look, so look, we leave there. I knew it was going to be a shit show. So I'm trying to take order and stuff and everything else. And Rob is busy, whatever else. And by the way, I'm going to keep it 1000 with you right now. Rob Wang, uh, RW Platinum, like, you know what I'm saying? He started the event, this is whatever, boom, I'm gonna go to. But like, I'm gonna have some words with Rob. Like, Rob need to get, like, man, like, I'm gonna keep him 1,000. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, this ain't, the, I, the, I don't, I'm not trying to get in because he's, he's fam. And I mean, like, 25 years deep fam, but like, Rob, man, bruh. Anyways, I try to take control and let motherfuckers know because we've been doing this for a long time, you know, so I'm trying to get people out and trying to get this shit so we can, you know, move expeditiously out of this motherfucking lot that had fucking cars galore, okay? So it takes forever. We're fucking stuck. And usually, you know, like I said, I, you know, I have fucking ulcerative colitis and, you know, I don't want to sit in the car and have stomach aches and shit and have issues and have to pull over and my keys like, what the fuck's going on? And like, that's why I don't really want to have co-pilots and shit just in case, you know, but I prep for this. I'm ready to go. So we're sitting in badass traffic. I'm starting to get antsy, man. I got fucking a gang of cars in front of me, gang of cars behind me. Motherfuckers are taking the route. They don't know what the fuck's going on. So we get on the freeway on-ramp, and the on-ramp is like right there at Santa Fe and downtown LA, if you know where the interchange is, where the five and the 60 and all that shit. Yo, the 60 entrance is right there, and I go into fucking just, I'm like, fuck this. We're going to Hingwa Lee, and bro, I went into doge mode, all right? I went straight up like, I went Kid Cudi, man on the moon mode, okay? I acted like I was in a motherfucking rocket and my last name was Musk. I went straight to doge mode, all right? Insane. Super fast out the gates. Senna, K-Town Destroyer, aka Black Mamba. I was like, fuck this. There was a 458 who was like, you know, 458's a great car live and everything, but that motherfucker is slow, period, Okay. Um, there's M5s that could serve that motherfucker up. You know, I have one, trust me. But there are some McLaren, I think like a 570 or a 6, I don't know, whatever it was. There was a GT2 RS. There were some other cars. People were trying to follow me, you know what I'm saying? Gigi was behind me and, and she was rock, rocking for a little bit. But yo, there was a GT2 RS and an SVJ with Bowden plates. Both the motherfuckers have Bowden plates and they got to jump on me. So you already know I was coming for that ass, right? And I'm not going to mention the speeds that we hit because the LAPD... The CHP, the DA, and CARB 
are all on my shit right now. I just talked to Sung about this shit, actually, man. He was telling me, like, they ain't fucking around. And, you know, man, he's got a good relationship with the cops and shit. My boy Dan talks to the cops. He's telling me straight up, like, what's going on and everything. And they just want to give a motherfucker like me some trouble, you know? But, yo, understand this. None of my cars are garage queens. Never. So you see me pushing them bitches like I'm being chased by the 5 okay? You know what I'm saying? Like, And my boy Coco was right behind me doing stupid speeds in his fucking saber. Like, I'm sitting here thinking like, yo, this Shibaseki motherfucker is keeping up on me. First of all, the car is faster than mine, but it's four and a half mil, bro, okay? That's about the, almost the price of my crib. Like, and I'm, that's the price of a lot of nice homes, okay? In a car, and he's just chilling. This motherfucker's wearing Hermes socks. Hermes socks, bro. Like, really, Ben? I should whoop your ass if you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's wearing an Hermes tee, Hermes vest, Hermes shorts, and Hermes shoes. No, my bad. He was wearing fucking Nikes, but he was wearing like some off. His whole outfit was like 20 bands, okay? But he had no watch on. It's fucking hilarious, right? But yo, we was smoking fool. Me and him was like on my fuck. We were on our shit, all right? We would like literally. Dean Martin, Jerry Lewis on some clown shit. We were smoking fools like a new prisoner in county jail without commissary, okay? Pushing it. Now, I don't know if this is a, you know, if this is incriminating, but fuck it. Let me tell you something. It takes about an hour to get to Hingwa Lee from downtown LA, okay? All right, do you guys hear me? I'm telling you straight up, it takes about 50 and it could take on some bad days, it could take over an hour, okay? With no traffic, it's going to take you about 35, 40 minutes. We got there in 11 minutes, okay? <laughs> All right? So, yo, when we got there, I couldn't fucking believe now a whole nother shit show. There was fucking another 500 cars there. So now we got 1,500 motherfucking cars showing up to this little lot, lot and it was just fucking nutso, All right? Um, got to say what's up to my boy, David Lee. He owns Hingwa Lee. It's his dad, you know, just Plaza. And he's a real estate mogul. He's one of the largest Ferrari collectors in the world. Um, he's helped me out with a lot of bunch of watches and anything, but it was a shit show there. Okay. There was all this Chinese news and press. There was, uh, uh, media news there to document the stop Asian hate rally. And, uh, I left before all that shit went down, right? There's a McDonald's next door and I was about to go over there. And then there's also a really good bubble tea spot, like literally just like a one minute walk away. And then there's a Chinese restaurant there and this lady came up to me. She's like, I'll feed your family. I'll feed you and everything else. Our place is famous. It's cool. By the way, I don't know who she is. Super nice lady. If I'm ever in Walnut ever again, which won't be anytime soon, um, I will maybe hit you up. I'm not really big on free food. You know, I, I mean, I got it. I'm cool. But there is a place called Kalima Burger across the street that is pretty decent, by the way. Anyways, it was a shit show, right? But I, I got to say what's up real quick to Daniel Wu. He's a famous actor, definitely a very famous Chinese actor. And to Sean Lee from the Purist Group. Um, Sean and David Daniel Wu, they're both very active. I mean, I could say they're activists when it comes to shit in, uh, in that space, in the Asian hate space and everything, um, or the Stop Asian Hate space. Uh, and if you're listening to my show for the very first time, then please go back and catch up to like hear episodes about when this Asian hate shit started and so you can see where I stand. Now, if, if you know me and you've been following me for a long time, then don't worry about it because you know where I stand with Asians, okay? But it's just fucking crazy there. Anyways, um, 
I'm thinking about getting a, a 991.2 GT3 RS. There's a 991 GT3 RS, but then the point two had a little light upgrade and then also had a little bit extra horsepower. But it's just something I really want, just to have fun, you know what I mean? Like to, you know, for the weekends, go to fucking um, Angeles Crest, Malibu, for events like this so I can just drive and have fun without the stress of fucking up a million-dollar car, you know? Like, having a car that's not fast enough, it sucks. You know, like, I've been in my GT3 RS and whooped everyone's ass, and then you get to the straightaway, and you pull up next to a fucking hypercar, and you're like, all right, dog, like, I got nothing for you, bro, you know? And you're going as fast as you can, but the thing is, you could handle it. You feel solid. You feel so calm when you're doing this shit, right? But when you're going over 120 miles per hour, and you're doing that, you know, you're not doing those straightaways, look, it becomes all skill and it becomes all driver at that point, okay? And getting in a GT3 RS makes you an instant track star. I'm telling you right now. I'm not big on the GT3, but the GT3 RS is a different type of shit, okay? Anyways, this was definitely the best quick strike ever. Fucking ever. The only other time that came close was when I was racing the motherfuckers in my white GT3 RS, K-Town Destroyer, and I made uh, this one homie in his Porsche, his engine exploded, then the Aventador went on fire, and I, I, me and uh, this dude, Chemical Method, we got into a battle, and uh, he took me out because he was a 918, but we were going crazy. The best part about this weekend is nobody got hurt. Nobody got into an accident. Uh, I think Gigi, she had some minor transmission issues in her 720, which by the way is no fucking surprise, right? 720s are faster than shit, but they fuck up and there's so many problems and they're so just, they're so sensitive, man. These cars are crazy, by the way. You know what? But she pulled up still pretty fast, even having to fucking pull over and restart her shit and everything. By the way, I got to give this girl props, like for real. Um, my boy Coco did get pulled over on the way home. It was crazy because I saw the cop behind me. I saw the cop on the side and I said, look, I know how the CHP works. And I told Mike, I was like, check this out. And about 30, 60 seconds, this cop is going to start driving and fucking pull up because it was a gang exotics, right? We were just trying to chill and we started getting crazy on the roads. And then um, we slowed down to like 65, 70, which was almost the flow of traffic, right? He wouldn't fucking know because he didn't see us from the back. But he was like three or four cars behind me and I said, I see this motherfucker. Okay, he's cool. And then like, um, I never rocked plates. I had a platinum plates forever. And you know, now they're pulling people over for no fucking, we don't give a fuck. Even through COVID, whatever, they're just... For the last year now, LA finally is pulling people over for having, having plates on their cars, right? And I got away with it for 20 years. So um, my boy Coco got pulled over for uh, not having, you know, he had dealer plates on. And the cop asked him if he was racing. Like, what kind of stupid ass question is that, right? It's the dumbest fucking question I've heard in my entire life. But anyways, that was it. No drama, no big deal. And like I said, I was just trying to chill when I went home. I was like, oh, fuck navigation said 51 minutes, right? It was actually an hour, but you know, like I was like, look, I'm not even tripping. But then like some dudes in Bowden plates again and more Lambos pulled up and they passed me. So I was like, all right, fuckers. Y'all want to dance? Okay, I'm a Chris Brown in this bitch, right? You know what I'm saying? But look at, anyways, thank you to everyone who came out. I got mobbed by a lot of people. So I'm sorry if I didn't give you guys enough time to talk and everything and chill and whatever. But I was just like, trying to just really just chill, kick back and talk to some of my new friends. But you know what, man? Shout out to Pandemic Proof 19. I think it's 19. I, know, I hope I didn't get that wrong, right? He blessed me with some PPE early in the pandemic. He blessed me with some PPE and shit, some N95 masks and everything else. Look, bro, I wasn't stressed, homie. I just had a few hundred people that were trying to give me COVID-21. 
right? <laughs> All right, but yo, we good, G. And I know you're day one BTB Army, but yo, so anyways, look, get a little dry mouth real quick. Uh, so anyways, let's cut to a quick Lakey Lake break. And then we're going to get into these fan questions. And there's a lot of fan questions. Yo, Miles, hit me with some LL, bro. What up, y'all? So this is the part of the show we do once a month. Sometimes we slack off into like five weeks, six weeks, what's up? But once a month, I let the fans, the listeners, you guys interview me. Okay, you guys can ask me anything you want. Okay, so anyways, let's get started. All right, uh, Brave One Eight Seven writes, "Old school foreign." Hey, Ben, let me start off by saying thank you for getting into podcasting. Congratulations on all your success with the show and everything else you have going on. I want to ask you if you've noticed a lot of older cars are starting to become popular again, like the E30, BMWs, etc. I was wondering if you would consider owning an old school whip, even though you already have the best of the best. I heard you talk about an RX3 one time, and that's one of my favorite cars back in the 90s. Um, I had a 71 RX2. I wish I kept it. Anyways, Thanks for being you, homie. Much love. Um, yeah, you know what? I was talking with Sung this weekend, uh, Sung Kang, about uh, getting the RX3 or RX2. Hard to fucking find, you know? I'm down to pay some money. You know, I thought about a Hakusuka, but it's just like I had one. It just wasn't just, man, it just ain't for me, man. And he even said, he's like, yo, bro, it's just not for you. I thought about a 240, you know? Um, Sung has a really dope ass Z. He's about to get it ready, and we're going to go out. And I, I would love to do like an old school. Um, you know, I had that E30 Vert project. It wasn't an M3. It was just, a, you know, E30, uh, just Vert. I was going to, and just, maybe that might work. Cause you know, at least it's kind of like, you know, but they drive like shit. So, you know, I mean, in a perfect world, I'd love an RX3, RX2, or maybe a 510. All right. By the way, guys, for those of you listening uh, for the first time or whatever, or the first time you're hearing uh, fan questions, just so you know, I answer these on the fly, like freestyle. I don't see this shit. Jordan gives them to me and that's it. Okay, uh, Phase writes, videos not playing. Hey, Ben, it's Angel. Love your podcast and was wondering if you're going to have any more Phase members on your podcast like Phase Rug. Uh, much love from Houston. You know what, man? I should have Rug on the show. That's a good homie of mine, man. That's my little homie. You already know I'm Phase Clan since 2017. They brought me in as an honorary member. Yeah, definitely. You know what? I definitely have my boy on. That's a good idea. Yo, Jordan, do me a favor, man. Mark that down. Let's get Phase on. Uh, Peace Prosper writes DJ Am. Can you recall a moment uh, Am was the happiest? Honestly, you know, when Am was fat, he was happy here and there and he started blowing up and then he just, he hated looking at himself. He was, obviously, he got gastric bypass surgery to, you know, um, which is like beyond lipo, right? Like to get rid of like 150, 200 pounds. And, uh, you know, uh, when he got rid of the weight, and then he was really successful still. He's blowing up and he's skinny. He's like cool. You know, he's got like cool haircut and everything, boom. And then he started dating Nicole Richie and he was like really happy. And then when he got engaged, that was probably the happiest I ever seen AM at, at that moment. Like he was fucking like solid as a motherfucker. Definitely 100%. Uh, Nico818 writes one blood music video. He goes, 
I just noticed you were in the game, One Blood video. Did Dre feel any way about you being in that? Any crazy stories from your perspective during that beef, especially because you know both sides? You know, to tell you the truth, man, that was a time where I wasn't talking to Dre at all whatsoever. We had no contact, no nothing, right? You know, game, he, he had his issues with, with Dre and everything. You know, to tell you the truth, man, like this definitely ain't the platform I need to speak about that on. But, uh, you know, there was a point in time where I was down Black Wall Street very heavy, I'm sure. Some of you guys remember that, you know, I, I still got my Black Wall Street chain and uh, I was deep with it. You know, me and Game still talk actually quite a bit. And um, it was a weird thing. You know, man, people get in it with Dre, whatever, boom, I don't know, man. You know, and plus, you know, fuck Game, sold five million records, you know, so it's, it is what it is. That's the best answer I could give you, yo. Matt Hipke writes, fan question. Uh, Matt Kipke, Hipke here from the 206, go Seahawks. Just wanted to ask your opinion on what I should do right now as an 18-year-old trying to get through college with no debt, and how would you get through college with no debt? Also, shout out to my Seattle Seahawks podcast at chalk.talk1 on Instagram. Oh, shit, you got a Seattle Seahawks podcast? Okay, got to check that out. So, Matt, look, man, how would you get through college without no debt? Well, I don't know what school. You go to UW? Like, where do you go to school? Uh, tuition's a big fucking you know, factor. You could have $7,000 a semester. It could be $50,000 a semester. I don't know what the fuck your, your tuition is like, right? Now, obviously, a job would help, but I mean, to be completely honest, I don't know what you're working with. I don't know if you have 500 bucks, if you have 10,000, if you have 3,000. You need to give me more context next time when you ask a question like this. But, you know, obviously, there's some guys who got a Dogecoin with, you know, pretty little money. They got in a little early. Young guys. And, you know, they had to, you know, and they invested, you know, about $1,000. And, you know, these guys had close to, you know, well, they had, what, almost 400 or maybe they had definitely over a quarter million shares of doge you know and if you think about it um if this hits a dollar then you know that would pay for tuition for probably four years you know depending on where they go to school so you know i don't know the rest of it but you got to be a little more detailed man and, and congrats on your um on your podcast bro gustavo dlr writes how do you handle relationships and friendships with the parents of kids that are you are friends with if you don't like someone, but your kids are friends with their kids, do you let them hang out? Oh, man. Um, that's a good question. So, uh, Gustavo, I'll be real with you. Um, when it comes to my, my kids' friends, I don't try to get too close with any of their parents, okay? I keep very chill. You know, we invite them to the house for different things here and there, but I keep it real chill. I don't necessarily keep it PC, but I keep it very, very vague, very chill. And we just keep it real. You know, I don't use the, the word PC because, uh, you know, some of my kids' friends, uh, parents are, are Trump supporters, right? And, and shit, you already know the situation. I mean, Trump's fucking campaign manager is my friend. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, the fuck do you do? That's a tough one. And I did that from jump. You know, I've had issues before with other people uh, when I only had London, and that's a tough one, you know, um, like me and Nick Diamond never fell out, but like it got a little weird between him and his baby moms. So London wasn't really friends with Nick's kid that much. It was just, it was a weird thing, right? So my suggestion is, I know it sounds crazy, right? But like, you know, if they're your friends to start with, and then they have kids that your friends are kids with, I mean, you, I'm saying your friend, your kids and their kids are friends because, of, but you guys are friends first. That's a different story. 
you know, that's a tough one too, depending on how, how close they get, you know, but you, you gotta, you got look, you gotta just keep that shit. You gotta look at what's best for the kids. That's the strongest, best advice I can give you. Uh, Muttmain writes, so dope. What's good, Ben? Do you know anything about the crypto Cardano ADA? If you would, would you be able to talk about it on your show, possibly IG or Twitter? Appreciate it. I've actually been hearing about Cardano, but I don't know shit about it. So that's, I'm just going to straight up, that's it. Boom. Like I have no problem with telling you. I don't know. You know, there's so many fucking coins out here right now. Uh, Purple Mongoose 11 writes, uh, really enjoyed the podcast so far. Question, as someone who really enjoys hearing multiple perspectives, have you ever considered having someone who doesn't agree on cryptocurrencies value on the podcast for an interview? Example, Peter Schiff, uh, Nuriel Rabini, uh, et cetera. Someone along those lines, I would love to hear back and forth between you and someone like them. I would love to fucking have Bill Meyer on the show. One, very smart dude. Two, definitely has different fucking views on certain things. I think his religious views are fucking amazing. Did a movie called Religious. It is fucking phenomenal. His comedy is pretty fucking good. Crypto shit, he's a fucking idiot, period. Would love to have him on there. Uh, Peter Schiff, I've heard the name before. The other dude, I don't. You know what, man? Why don't you guys write these people who don't like crypto and get them to come on the show and I'll fucking have Jordan or Miles book them. I am fucking game. Uh, Juan E. Martinez writes, North Noah from Hollywood, California. Hey, Ben, I wanted to ask you if you could deep dive into startups in one of your episodes, maybe give your input and also have guests that can talk about how startups generally work and how to build a startup. And most importantly, funding. How do the shares work and how do their values change over time depending on the investors, et cetera? I know all startups are different, but it would be interesting to get some insight on a tech app startup and its journey on how to survive. Sometimes even the best ideas don't make it. Do you know anyone in mind willing to share their journey or even someone who's already established like Jack Dorsey? Uh, much love to you and your family. I actually know a few people. Um, funny you say that. Jack Dorsey, aka the CEO of Twitter. He follows me now on Twitter. And, um, you know, he's friends with my boy, Rich Kleiman, who's been on the show. Uh, when it comes to startups, I think Matt Belinsky, if you haven't heard that episode yet of me and Matt Belinsky, the only thing that sucked about that, that was during the time that my internet was going out. If you guys remember, it was really fucking bad. I had no internet for like, like a couple of weeks. It was really, really, really fucking bad. All right. Um, Matt Belinsky, he specializes in startups and things like that. That's what he does. So you know what? The funny thing you say that I should have Matt back on. And um, if you can, ping Matt Belinsky on Twitter or on Instagram. It's uh, Matt. Just is, this is his name, Matt, B-I-L-I-N-S-K-Y. Hit him up and be like, hey, listen, I want you to get back on the show. I just talked to him last week too. He would definitely uh, get on and he could break it down. I mean, I know the gist of it, you know what I'm saying? Because obviously I had shares and invested in stuff in startups and stuff and things that didn't happen. And I was involved in, in, in an app, that social media app that didn't happen during my, like having this podcast. So um, I could break it all down. But yeah, it's crazy how the shares and then this shares and all this other shit, it, it gets confusing for sure. Uh, Jesse Singh 21, uh, episode 171 podcast fan question. Hey, Ben, I read somewhere you source some of the diamonds used from India. I don't know if that's true or not, but I know quite a bit of diamonds and gold comes from India. India has the world's biggest protest going on currently. Has that affected the gold or diamond market? Being Punjabi, Punjabi, 
I know a lot of people affected by this protest and what's going on. It's not good at all. Much love and wish you the best always, Jesse. Jesse, I do definitely source a lot of diamonds from India. Um, I did not know about a protest going on. I do know that COVID is taking over and fucking up shit over there. And my prayers and blessings going to you, you know, to all the people out there. Um, gold is uh, gold is gold. You know, it's been high this entire pandemic. As far as diamonds, diamonds have gone up, you know, a little bit here and there. I have not had an issue necessarily yet. It has not affected me at all. But, uh, you know, India has a very, 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 well, a lot of diamonds are cut in India. So it's kind of, that's, but, you know, as far as the source, source, you know, they come from other places. Uh, Shuby writes, big fan with question. Hey, Ben, big fan, day one listener. I was wondering, what are some of your favorite Korean artists' songs? I grew up listening to Kim Gun Mo while living in Seoul. To be completely honest with you, I don't fuck with Korean music. Uh, Jay Park would be, probably be the only person. Oh, Jesse Ho. Jesse, Jessica O, Jesse Ho. She, her and fucking um, Jay Park and maybe a little bit of Jackson Wang. I really don't listen to Korean music like that. Uh, I just, I just don't. It, it ain't really. <laughs> I fuck with the Korean culture, but the music ain't really my thing, man. KYA Mike, or I think Kaya MKE, I don't know. How to block out limiting beliefs. Uh, hi, I'm Kaya from Milwaukee. Pronounce like your daughter's name. Oh, that's right. Okay. I look forward to the free game and entertainment your prod brings every week. My question for you is how do you deal limiting beliefs, self-doubt? I am trying to quit my nine to five and start a brand, continue working on my catering business and publish a book of my poetry. At times, I can ignore the limiting beliefs, but others, I feel like my effort leaves me at a standstill. Any advice on how to block out the negative noise and keep my eyes on the prize would be so much appreciated. Much love, Kaya. P.S. would definitely invest in mentorship with you that you posted about recently, so keep us posted. All right, um, look, bro. You don't want to quit a nine to five unless you have a nest egg. Okay. Do you have a nest egg? If you do, all right, what kind of brand do you want to start? Now, you're talking about starting a brand and then continue working on a catering business. All right, bro, you're trying to do too much shit right now, fam. I'm going to keep 100 with you. You know, you want to start the brand? All right, cool. If that gets successful, not like kind of semi and like, you know, it's, it's synchronizing and getting it going, then start your fucking put. No, 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 no. Where is your bread coming from? All right. Find that out first. If you actually have the time, because I don't know how the fuck you have a nine to five and you do a catering on the side. I mean, God bless you, okay? But you need to figure out where the money comes from first. Now, again, your passion will take over anything. If you're not happy doing your nine to five, I mean, shit, bro. You got to think about, do you have kids? Are you married? Do you have any responsibilities? These are a lot of things you got to look at. And it sucks for people who do have these things because you'd be like, yo, I'm stuck in this bubble. Look, Fuck everyone and all the negative noise that you, you you don't need to hear none of that shit. Like, wear some motherfucking earplugs. If it's something different, don't read shit. Don't talk to nobody. Don't you know what I'm saying? Like anyone that that can hate on your energy, don't pay attention to them. Don't look at no text messages. Don't answer your phone. None of that shit. Go watch your movies or whatever. Do and do your work. But I suggest before you start a brand, research what it is about that brand. You know, and think about what you want to do. Now look. I don't like people going up to bat and striking out. That's just not something. You know, where I'm at right now, I have a lot of resources. I don't know what your resources look like, okay? 
if you're saying continuing working on a catering business, sounds like that business is doing okay. Now, if you push, you know, catering, you know, is, is especially, you know, everyone needs caterers, you know, so, you know, that sounds like something good. Now, publishing a book, you know, shit, find someone who's, you know, who's down to publish it and, you know, and, and write little bits here and there. And, and you could do that on the side for sure. But, you know, again, man, don't anybody that has some negative shit to say. Now, sometimes there could be constructive criticism, but it sounds like you're in a very early stage of business and you're not super fluent in business yet. So look, if you're doubting yourself, bro, stay at that nine to five dog. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Until you figure out that it's time and you know, it seems like you're doing a nine to five. You're probably dabbling with the catering. If the catering is cracking, then, you know, fuck it. Focus on catering, and then maybe that could start into something else. But I don't know what kind of brand you're trying to start. So that's the best advice I can give you. All right. God bless, Kaya. Cheeseburgers writes, I got three different questions. Hey, Ben, I have three totally different questions. First one being, I have been learning some talk about Curry going to the Lakers. I'm from KC, but I grew up a Lakers fan all my life. What do you think will happen? Curry who? I know you ain't talking about Steph. And I know you ain't talking about Seth. I don't really think you're talking about... Look, look, bro, I don't... Listen, let me say something right now. Ain't no motherfucking way Steph Curry's coming to the Lakers. He's not. He's just... Not only is he just not going to come here, he's super dedicated to the Warriors. I know that for a fact. He's just... He's in the Bay for the rest of his life, man. His kids are going to be in the best... I mean, he's, he's Bay for life. Okay. Uh, you write, second, I grew up around Korean people for all of my high school and was able to learn a lot. Would you ever go into detail about your experience going to the only North Korean embassy on the planet? Um, did I not really get into that in the K-Town Hustler series? I didn't talk about that. in the, in the. I think you should listen to the first K-Town Hustler series. I'm almost positive I do talk about that. Um, if not, that's something I should address, you know, because, yeah, that... North Korean embassy in, in East Berlin was fucking crazy. Obviously, there is no more East Berlin. The, the wall came down. But yeah, that's some shit. Third is really not a question. I just want to know how we, BTB Army, could help and support this fight against Asian hate. Being black and loving Korean culture, I was curious, is there anything you're working on, etc.? I personally am not working on anything. You could follow somebody like China Mac or these other pages. But you know what? That's fucking dope that you are. Um, Kansas City is a dope-ass little area. I've had some good experiences there. Uh no, man, you know, honestly, bro, just spreading the word and saying, man, I've grown a bunch, bunch of Korean people, you know, and uh, we need to be more progressive and just unify and we're all good. And just saying, you know, the media is trying to fucking put us against each other and all that. You can spread that good word to one person, that person can spread it to another person, and you keep going and catch it like wildfire. Guess what, bro? We stopped this hate Asian movement, all right? Love, bro. Uh, John 51376, how to get a sports agency. Um, yo, Ben, what's up? First of all, I'd like to say congratulations on all your success on the podcast. I've been listening to it since episode one. I've enjoyed every minute of it. You guys even followed me on my original Twitter, but I deleted the account. Uh, anyways, though, I am just wondering, do you have any advice on people interested in sports management and entertainment management? I'm sure a lot of it just networking and meeting the right connects, but what about school or anything? I appreciate it, man. Keep striving and prospering. Love to you and the Dust Brothers. Well, as far as my sport, my I'm, obviously I'm signed to a sports agency, right? 
you know what? It's a very good idea. No one's ever, ever asked this before. But I need to have my agent. I have two agents, Matt Davis and Eric Eways. I met Eric on Nike Talk. So fucking crazy because Mike, um, Eric uh, Eways had a GIA degree and was in jewelry for a little bit. You know, he's just a hustler. Uh, I wonder, you know what? Eric is well-versed in everything. He'd be a good talk. He listens to the show. I think Matt might be the one who gave Matt his fucking... My agent, Matt, is a... He's very much a fucking agent. I, I think that he he might be the person that... um. I, by the way, if you go to my Instagram, you'll see I follow Matt Davis, Matt M. Davis, and then uh, Eric Eways. You might want to DM them. But you know, I, I should get him on the show regardless. We could talk about it and see how... They got into it and everything. They're really good. Obviously, they represent some enormous people in the game. Uh, Raziel Barraza writes David Cho. Yo, Ben, I think you should get David Cho on the podcast. I feel like you guys have hit it off. Salute. Uh, David and I grew up, you know, in the same neighborhood. We know each other. He's a weird motherfucker, and so am I. But, uh, you know, he cashed in at 100 M's, $100 million off Facebook, uh, moved to an island, I think he has a podcast too. Weird dude. I seen him at Tot not that long ago with no shoes on. This motherfucker's crazy, bro. Good for him. Uh, I would like to have David on. I don't know what we talk about really, but you know, I'd be down if you you guys, I don't know if you guys want to have David Cho on the show, uh, message him. I'm sure he's checks his fucking Facebook and his Instagram, whatever it is. Um, I fall a Falcon Salmon, bro. All right, bro. Crazy fucking name. Fan question. Uncle Ben, what are your plans with the internship you mentioned? I have already emailed the email you gave us for the internship. I truly think I'd be a good candidate. It would truly change my life. It's good to see you doing even more to give back to your listeners. Much love. Damien Hernandez from Portland, Oregon. Yo, Damien, I have filled that paid internship up. So we got to wait till the next one goes, right? And so far, this person hasn't even started yet because uh, they're going to move out here. Um, but yo, Keep checking and thank you for support, bro. It's BFTW, crypto wallet, hashtag ask Ben. Hey, Ben, been a part of BTB Army since day one. My question is, what wallet do you use to store your crypto? Do you use a hardware or software wallet? Me personally, I'm thinking about getting a Ledger Nano X, but I was wondering if you had any suggestions or what you were using. Thank you in advance and keep up the good work. Um, you know, honestly, bro, with Coinbase, you know, um, I was just using Coinbase, right? But then, you know, I don't mine, so I don't use, I don't use a, you know, I don't, I don't have a hard drive that's keeping my crypto wallet. But like, you know, I noticed that the crypto uh, wallet is actually pretty good. Crypto.com app, even though I talk shit because some, some bullshit happened, which was more so my assistant's fault, not mine. Um, the wallet's actually pretty good. I've done a lot of transfers. I've probably done maybe 30 transfers, which is quite a bit. Uh, Trust wallet's pretty good. Not bad, I'm not mad at it. But I'm really happy with crypto.com because I've sold $600,000 in Bitcoin from it. Um, Robinhood shit fucking sucks. I'm going to get into that right now. But uh, crypto.com wallet is, is, is pretty decent. There's a fiat wallet in there. There's crypto wallet. Again, I've transferred stuff from Ethereum to Doge, Tether, you name it, everything. It's, it's pretty seamless. And after I really fucked with it, it was actually like, honestly, a better experience than Coinbase. And there are a lot more perks and, and better rates and everything. Holy shit, there's a lot of questions left. <laughs> uh, C-fornia-cal. I guess that's like a thing for California. 
California Cal Damn Dude Podcast. What's good, Ben? I'm a big fan of yours and the show. I'm 25 episodes into my own podcast. I'm curious, do you have any ideas on how to take owning masters of podcast episodes and making them as valuable as records and have them sold like albums? I feel like there's so much potential and room for this space to grow. I feel like anything is possible. Hope to be able to link interview with you someday. I'm coming at a day go. Also, thanks for speaking up on behalf of the Asian community. The way you do, hella respect, Ben. Much love, OG. Um, you know, I mean, there is. You know, I own 100% of my episodes, right? Well, actually, me and the Dust Brothers do. But we did this, you know, in a partnership. And there's no, like, no qualms about it at all whatsoever. Like, it's it's a beautiful relationship I have. But, like, we own it independently, uh, you know, in our own. We don't have, we're not with iHeartRadio. We're not with Podcast One. We're not with Wondery. And, you know, we will do a deal soon. And, you know, um, reason being is, I want to get bigger distribution, right? A lot of these people, they went to bigger shows, blah, blah, whatever. They started big, and then they went independent. Right now, as well as the show's doing, we definitely are like almost at a peak, you know, kind of hitting the apex. So, you know, um, there is potential for sure. There's, I mean, there's, you know, owning podcasts and stuff and like bringing shit over. I've seen it with Joe Rogan and everything else. I mean, there's money for sure, you know? And right now I'm just, even though what I'm 180 episodes in, I'm not there yet to where it's like, you know, but we're getting there, you know, we still make good money off this and you're right. It's like publishing. Uh, June Guerra, best global stunner. Yo, Ben, what's up? Been with you since the mid nineties and always respected your game. Lost touch in the late nineties to Tila days. Found you again on the pod since both of us are the same age. Would you have another child right now with everything going on in the world and the expense? Um, another mouth adds to the bottom line, much love and respect hung. You got me by four months. Fuck, now nah, I'm curious. It's crazy. Late 90s to the Tila days. That's crazy. Um, would I have another kid? No. Um, I can't. I got fixed. One. Um, if I wasn't fixed, would I have another kid? Fuck no. Uh, thought about money. It's just really just goddamn, bro. It's just, it is a lot, you know, like especially during the pandemic, you know, when you can't really have help in the house and stuff is didn't have the parents around or anything. It's just really, really crazy. Like in short, no. In long, fuck no. You know, so that's about as, as best as I could give it to you. HTX Rob 713, Ben Ball did many things. Hey Ben, I've been listening to your podcast since last year, summer during the pandemic. It really got me back on my feet after I lost my job. Your words on hustle helped me start a business and haven't looked back since. Thanks. I wanted to ask you, what public resources do you use to get your financial advice on investing from. I know you're not a financial advisor, but curious about crypto and would like to know more about it. You know, bro, man, when you start deep diving into crypto, the only problem is, man, you're going to have skeptics all over the place here and there. And a lot of people I listened for advice from in the beginning when I was, you know, fucking with crypto in 2012 and 13, all those guys have said, don't fucking touch Doge. Now, again, if I lose my money from Doge, check this out. I'd lose $2,500, right? That my initial investment. And then, you know, I obviously invested, you know, more money because I bought 100,000 coins and I bought another 100,000 coins, right? But really, you know, you have to study why crypto is made, how it is. You know, cryptocurrency is hyped, right? So the more hype there is, the better that, the, you know, it does. And then you have to look at, obviously, market cap is important to a certain extent. You know, with Doge, it did its different thing. It's, it's, it serves a different purpose, and people are like, what purpose is that? Because it's just, you know, there's unlimited supply, blah, blah, whatever. Man, look, dog, we're a family. You know, we're an army. 
for real. And we've done something that no one else has tried to do. And now there's altcoins, there's Elongate, there's all this other shit and everything, right? And people are like at a fucking point zero 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 nine, and then they fucking buy and then they buy a shitload of coins and then it goes up, you know, a little bit and they make 20 grand here and there, then they get out. It's just that type of shit gets dangerous as fuck. And I did that with Safe Moon and I lost. So there's not really any public resource. Um, one of my best friends, Paul, his cousin is a digital coin manager. So, you know, he just really helped me out a lot. He got me really, really, really like fluent in it. And there's still so much I don't know, you know. But anyways, thanks for the question. Oh, Charles from uh, AZNYC. Yo, what up, young? Day one listener. Quick two questions. If Hollywood eventually made a biopic of you, who would you want to play you? Who would be your ideal director film style for it? A Tarantino Ben Baller biopic film would be lit. Ha ha. Who would you want involved from a production perspective? Uh, any Keith Ape stories would you ever have him on the pod? Appreciate the free game. Um, if Hollywood made a biopic on me, who would I want to play me? I think a younger me, maybe Jay Park. But the thing is, I don't know, man. Jay's a little too handsome. You know what I'm saying? Would he shave his head? I don't think that would work. Uh, there's this Asian dude named Louis Tan. I think he he would definitely be a good role. Like he would he's a little light, but that's it's fine. I think I think he would be perfect. Um, I don't think I'd want Tarantino to direct the film. Um, Anton Fuqua would be someone dope. I'm trying to think, man. Fincher would be dope. I'd want someone more artistic, man. A little bit more gritty. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean, I'm sorry, shit. Tarantino's gritty and it, it just I don't know, man. Me and Tarantino just I love watching the movies. I just went for a biopic. I don't know, man. It wouldn't it wouldn't really. But Fuqua, Fincher. Um, Tony Scott would be fucking amazing but at the same time. So I don't know if that's really like for that. Yeah, no, I, I think um, I think Fincher or, or Fuqua, as far as production perspective, I don't know, man. You know, I, I, that's really nothing, but it, it would be crazy. Uh, Keith Ape, I don't have any stories. I don't really know, dude. I think I might have met him once. Um, he dated my homie Kim Lee for a little bit. He said some crazy shit the other day, or like not that long ago, like in the last month or two he said he wanted to kill himself or he was going to die or he said he had cancer he had terminal cancer some crazy shit i don't know man dude is a little off man i know you know tell you the truth i don't think i want him on the pod i don't really fuck with dudes who say they want to kill themselves that's not really that's not really my thing even if it's would help some other people like that's just not my thing like bro that's me and him don't even if i don't rock with somebody they could be on a show but this is like that's off limits man i can't really rock with dude but uh thank you charles um Nikki0325 writes fan question. Sub band, listen to your episodes since 100. I hear your monikers every episode and don't know the meaning of them. Maybe go over a handful of them. <laughs> All right. The Korean John Cusack is because people say I look like John Cusack. People have said it and said, so like, yo, you look like John Cusack. He is a very famous actor from the 80s and 90s. Still does some movies here and there. Super activist from Chicago. Cool dude, whatever. Um, Korean Liam Neeson is because I love the movie Taken so much. And he's an old man with a daughter and he just fucks people up and just fucks motherfuckers up even though he's old. He's whooping ass. And that's why I Korean Liam Neeson. Uh, the Odesu is a fictional character, old boy, from the movie Old Boy. And this guy went to jail, but it was a fake jail. He was imprisoned by a very rich person and he just went crazy, tried to get his revenge, but he got played. It was fucking nuts. It was fucking crazy ass shit. Uh, the Forest Company Hip Hop, obviously, I've been in so many different positions from being around Tupac and Drake, Jay-Z, you name it, boom. And I'm just always in the room somehow, whether I'm being a flyer, being, you know, indirect action. Um, Korean Alex Caruso, I say that because Alex Caruso has a really bad hairline, and so do I. 
what other monikers are there? Um, John McCall is Denzel Washington from um, uh, AKA Crazy Bear from the movie Man on Fire. Uh, just a lot of lot of fictional characters and stuff. You know, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's funny. You know who these are. You should just Google them, man. It's, it's crazy, and how they relate to me. I guess though, yeah. Um, Marguerite Hack or Margate Hack, I guess. Kyler Murray, Phase Clan. What are your thoughts on Phase Clan drafting Kyler Murray? I'm a diehard Niners fan, and you rock with Seattle, so I gotta know your thoughts, bro. It's video games, doc. Like, you know, I don't, you know, like I don't know video games. Like. Kind of don't really trip, you know what I'm saying? Like Kyler's, you know, they got Ben Simmons and shit and they got offset and people and like, you know, um, I'm friends with Ben Simmons, so it's different. And Kyler's cool, you know? I know he's fucking, he's in NFC West and he's an AZ Cardinal, but I'm cool with dude. Like, I, I, you know, he's, he's fucking super talented. He's cool. I, I haven't met him. You know, obviously he got the the Snickers chain, but you know, shit, I'm face clan. So, you know, it's, it's all love, man. Uh, RJ Han writes, love the podcast. What's your favorite candy? Damn, man. That's a tough one. You know, um, I love Reese's Cups and uh, London and Ryder are highly allergic to peanuts, like anaphylactic levels. So that's tough. Um, Gummy colas are definitely my favorite fucking candy in the entire world. Good question, man. Dean O writes, Danny from Pooj Keepsie. No idea what the fuck that is. Uh, what's up, Ben? Day one listener for a number of episodes. You hinted at a possible Heckler and Koch project. I can't remember um, which section of the episode you mentioned this in, but I'm sure you did speak quickly on something of the sort. So I just want to know if anything came of it or if that project has already came and went. It has not. It is something that I have slacked big fucking time on, and it is a limited edition gun with HK that I was supposed to do, and I feel fucking bad. They haven't reached out about it. But... um. It could happen as soon as I could get on it. I just got so fucking busy. And then Project 70, Project 2020, all the shit that I got going on, it just kind of sucks because put on the back burner and that was like a legendary fucking thing. Should have did it. Um, Bay Area 650 question. What up, Ben? Should I sell some Tesla stock to remodel my house? Fuck, man. I don't know how much Tesla stock you have, you know? If a small percentage of... um you know, your Tesla stock, yeah, sure, why not? Because, you know, remodeling your house is a big deal, man. It, you know, brings more value to a, a real, a real um, legit item, a real asset, you know. Um, now, if it's a, you know, over half or even close to half, I don't know, you know, because Tesla stock has gone so fucking well. It's done so well for Paul, from a little, you know, pretty good for me, but it's done so, it's made millions for my best friend, Paul. It's, it really depends on how much, but I mean, if it's not a whole lot and it's definitely not a majority, sure, man, you know, it, you know, it's, why not? Especially if you got in early too. Gorilla Will 86 writes, Ben Baller, I've been a fan of yours for many years. I could ask tons of questions about jewelry or the rap game, shoe game, or car questions. My question is, how hard was it to transition from street Ben Baller to the father Ben Baller? I think a podcast describing the trails of the old school ways of parenting to the today realm we all go through will be a great episode. Um, it's pretty hard. I'm still transitioning now. Me and my wife have conversations about it in the morning and we talk about it. And uh, yeah, it's no joke because I still think about, again, like with this quick strike, you know, getting in the car and driving real fast is, uh, you know, jeopardizes my life. And, uh, you know, she worries about me coming home and not coming home. Um, 
you know, me getting in arguments with people on the streets, uh, which I've learned to get better with, uh, you know, me being around gang members, which I've have chilled out on and stuff. And, you know, one of my G homies, real gangster, real OG gangster, he's not that much younger than me. He, uh, he says some shit. He's like, yo, once you have kids, you should, you know, uh, put down your flag. And I was like, damn, bro, that was fucking real. I can't believe you just said that. Like, you know, being a real crip saying that's crazy. You know, um, I agree with it. I think that's dope. You know, you know what? Put your kids in the crossfire, right? It's, it's a real crazy way of, of thinking. So, yeah, it's a lot. And, you know, definitely a good uh, episode for the podcast. And I appreciate your question, Gorilla Will. Johnny Jack P, gun shop and gun range. Brother Ben, would you consider owning a gun shop and gun range? I sent you a gift box for you and your family. It contains a 6P65, 365 holder, and multicam, and HK VP9 holster, and multicam black. Thank you. Have a blessed day. Chiropractor and Tustin, John Park. John, I did get that. Uh, my VP9 holster, I do not use a holster for the for the VP9. That is a That is the Canon for the RV. So when a motherfucker comes out, yeah, it is kind of like in like a custom little enclosure, but I did get it, beautiful. If I do decide to carry it, I don't carry a gun that big, you know? The P365 holster is very nice. It's very good. I wear a lot of shorts and, and loose pants, so it's not really active for that. Do appreciate it. Do appreciate the gifts too. The bottle opener and the um the little mini desk vacuum, all those things are great. The P365 holster though, when I'm wearing something with like pants with a belt gravy all good by the way john i know you were far as fuck and i'm rarely ever in oc anymore because my office is gone there i need to see a chiropractor fucking asap bro like really really bad bro shit help me man um 282638 vb writes question day one listener i know a lot of vehicles you keep a secret but i want to know about that cvo road glide you were talking about was the timing all bad, or do you plan on getting in in the future, man? You know, um, I, you know, bro. There's been two or three times where I really got serious about getting a Rogue Glide. Thought about getting a Rogue King, and then I even thought about it's like fuck it. I'm just was just really, really getting serious with it. And the more I think about it now, it's just not going to happen right now. Um, could it happen next year? It really could. I could only think about what's going to happen this year. And this year, I don't foresee me jumping on Roguelite. But who knows? My life is so fucking sporadic and all kinds of crazy shit. You know, I mean, most of my cocky riders, you know, family, they're on um, they're on hogs now. So, uh, you know, I did see a couple that really was like, damn, man, the beat, everything was dope and everything. I just, fuck, man, I got so much going on, man. I just, and my kids are just in development stages, you know, so it's, it's real tough. But you know, it's definitely something you know, I definitely want to do. Um, the crazy part is that I could obviously afford one. It just sucks. I don't have the time for it. Alan, the painter writes episode 180 question. Yo, Ben, what's up? Hope all is well. I wanted to say by begin thanking you as hearing you got me to hop on the Dogecoin fam. And now my initial investment has almost tripled. Many thanks for that as well. It's dope to finally hear someone that watches F1. It's hard to come across fans of the sport here in the States as a painting contractor with being halfway through completing my third year in business here in SoCal, I'm always looking for ways to further my growth. My question is that I'd like to know if once this pandemic craziness is over, if you'd be interested in me painting one or two bedrooms for free to display the kind of work I do. It may be a long shot, but I figured the worst response I may get is a no. Thanks again, Ben. Um, (laughs) 
You know what's funny is uh, we're remodeling, not remodeling, we're, we're, we, I decided to re-completely fucking redecorate the living room. And there's this uh, wall plaster, like I forgot what it's called. It's not wallpaper, but it's like those, like those, um, fuck, I can't think of the word. I don't want to fuck up the show. But it looks like, you know, where it's textured wallpaper and it looks like, you know, like your wall looks like it's like there's like, like texture on it, right? Um, but... I don't know, you know, there's there's not many rooms I could think of that you'd paint. Uh, my daughter's room is pink. Uh, the boy's room is fucking has 25-foot ceilings, so I don't know, it's just crazy. And the master bedroom has wallpaper. I don't know, man. I'd be down. I really would, Alan. I, I, re- I really would be down. I just have to think of what room would you paint. Would you paint my office maybe? I don't know. I have to think about it. But that is something I am very, very up for. And uh, thank you for offering. And I'm not saying no for sure. I'm, I'm I'm down. I just need to figure out what room would be. Um, last question is from six three two zero one three, and it's kicks. I heard you mention that you made your first million hustling shoes. I also kicks now, but I haven't been able to grab them in mass quantities to make it some make some real paper. How did you do it? Um, way back in two thousand one, two thousand two, two thousand three, it was way easier. Now you know, it's a whole different level. So like, let's say a shoe drops, okay? Just to give you an idea if if you want to get a big grab and you know this shoe is going to do well. And when I say, you know, you you just know. Like, you know that Fragment Jordan 1s are going to do fucking crazy, okay? And if you could find a store that will work with you, and this is terrible, this is like fucking such a shitty thing to do. But let's say the shoes are going to retail for 225, okay? Let's say the retail value is 1300, okay? Offer them, I mean, the, the resale value is 1300 right? Offer them fucking eight, 900 bucks. You know, they're making fucking seven, eight times a profit telling you buy the whole entire fucking stock. You got to do that, man. And, you know, and pretty much, yeah, it's, there's a slight risk, but, um, you know, people buying trophy rooms for $1,000 a pair and selling for 2000 So think if they got 1,000 pairs, you know, okay? Listen here, and it's terrible I'm saying this, but I'm just being honest with you. They got 1,000 fucking pairs and they sold them for a thousand dollar profit, okay. So if you think about that, they made a million dollars off of that deal right there. But you got to have money to do that. So you just got to figure out people who you know who have access to Jordan ones, and you got to pay almost top dollar, and then minus like a couple hundred bucks on there. You know, depending on what it is, if it's a shoe that's going for five hundred on the streets and they sell for two hundred, yeah, you know, you might have to only make a hundred bucks or whatever. But you know, if you're doing mass quantities of them, you're gonna make a lot of money. You know, like honestly, if you could buy a hundred pairs of something. Um, and, you know, flip those 100 pairs for $100 profit, you have to realize you're making 10 bands. And if you could do that once a month, you know, you make some good money. Um, and that's just the way to do it. You got you got to offer high, man. It's a shitty way to do it. You can't sit and try to get fucking bots and do all that bullshit. That ain't going to get you mass quantities. It's always backdoor shit. And uh, I know that sounds fucking scummy, but it is what it is. But that is it for fan questions. Yo, I am fucking, I need a motherfucking Pokari sweat. Bad. We'll be right back with the end of the show. Yo, yo, man, right about now, I got to give a shout out to at DBPicksWin. If you didn't know, the Dust Brothers have been on a roll with their NBA picks. Like I've been telling you, it is some shit that no other sports handicap better has even done. Okay, we've got something big rolling out football season. So get in on the ground floor now. 
DM and follow at dbpickswin on Instagram to join our community of winners, right? You can buy individual picks or sign up for the one-time initiation fee that gets you every pick every night, even the playoffs, right? The Dust Brothers podcast by day, and then they pick winners by night. I'm not fucking around. These guys go 6-0 and on a regular basis in a day. It's nuts. They went 6-0. and They went 7-0. and The next night, they don't fuck around. They're really crushing it. Follow at DBPicksWin. Okay, guys. This is a very special announcement. All right? No joke. I'm being dead serious. For all of you who missed out on my gold products... You know, like my gold money counter, my gold scale, my gold mini fridge, all the exclusive network product, okay? Check the episode notes, all right? Look, wherever you listen to it, there's episode notes. You know, on Apple, you look down, you look at the description, it tells you everything we talked about in this episode. There is going to be a special link. Click on that link to cop those now for retail. There's not a whole lot of stuff, no resale prices, just straight retail, Grab them now before it's too late, okay? These were items that we over-ordered for returns and broken items and everything else, okay? It is a one-time chance for you guys. Only for the BTB Army. It is not going to be posted anywhere on social media, anywhere. This link is only good for 24 hours, so please hurry. Do not sleep on this. This is a BTB Army exclusive, y'all. Now... Tomorrow at 11 a.m. Pacific time, my Ichiro autographs go on sale at bbdtc.com. Remember, the prices are very low now, and that means they will sell out super fast. So do not sleep. Of course, all cards are Beckett certified. My last autograph drop sold out in less than 10 seconds. Okay. Remember, there are only 21 cards total for sale. Okay. 18 BBDTC autos and three Ben Baller autos priced to move. Also, look out and stay tuned for the NFTs that me and Nick Diamond are dropping very soon. Remember, they come with a tangible item. Uh, These are fucking sick. I, I can't wait to tease these motherfuckers. So anyways, on to crypto real quick. Yes, Ethereum hit three thousand twenty nine dollars last night all right um i didn't check as of this morning it, it was still rocking pretty high that shit sent my coins up into the milli range it's insane because i only started with 75 bands in ethereum right my mom and my cousins and some of my homies they all made between 20 to a hundred thousand dollars in a very short time we're talking about a month two months max because I told people to go high, high on this shit, right? But, you know, for the store, we accept Ethereum, you know, and we have been since it was created. So, look, I can't be mad because I showed the homies love. I let everybody know what's good. By the way, you already know my favorite, Doge. Dogecoin hit 40 cents this weekend, too. So I know shit is going to get crazy before Elon's appearance on SNL this week. But, um... Listen, something that interesting I read, okay? Something quick for the skeptics and all the people in fucking Forbes and NASDAQ and all these fucking haters saying, this has it, blah, blah, whatever, and it has no fucking use. Shut the fuck up, okay? Even after the correction, all right, and the dip, 
Doge made over 1,300 people millionaires, okay? Do you hear that? Even after the major dip that Dogecoin had, and then the correction, over 1,300 people were holding at least a million dollars in Dogecoins, okay? So you know what that means? That means HODL means fucking hold on, all right? Hold on for dear life, all right? You hear me? Yes, I still think that Doge is going to hit a dollar. So just have faith, okay? The Doge gang will not let us down. This is the people's currency. This is the people's crypto. Look, H-O-D-L. Oh, man. I don't know how many of you guys watched me on the NFL draft day. It was day two, you know, so it wasn't a crazy part. I, I don't know, man. I didn't want to get on day one. It was, and it was, day two was still crazy, all right? And uh, it was on their official NFL YouTube channel, you know. I actually was on fucking Zoom with, uh, with Roger Goodell. It was pretty crazy, right? But um, I got to go on. I was, I was on Zoom with, uh, with a couple people, and then one of them was a kicker for the Atlanta Falcons, uh, Young Hoo Kim. I don't think that's how you pronounce it. I think he, someone was calling like Young Way or something. Anyways, look, bro, I'm Korean, all right? And he's Korean, and he's a starting kicker for the Cal Falcons. You know, motherfuckers are giving me shit anytime he missed a kick. They started texting me like, what's up with your boy? Like, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with you. But we became homies and, you know, started following each other on Instagram and all that stuff and everything. But um, it's pretty cool that the NFL is recognizing me now in uh, just period. I look forward to getting more involved with the NFL. You know, uh, obviously the Snickers thing broke it open. And of course, my Seahawks. I am trying to get a collaboration with the Seahawks right now. You obviously know I got the Dodgers and Lakers in, in works right now. But speaking of the draft, uh, the f- first five picks were cool. I watched the entire first round, of course. And I think the Niners, I think they made a bad choice. You know, um, but we shall see. All right? I just think Justin Fields would have been the better choice. But uh, speaking of the bitch-ass Niners, I can't even enter Levi Stadium. Okay, I've been officially notified now and that they also let me know that they have facial recognition. Okay, but you know what's crazy? I think they got the wrong Asian. You know what I'm saying? Right? So stop the Asian hate. (laughs) I want to go to that fucking game so fucking bad. I swear to God, man. But look, as for the Seahawks, you know, and the draft, right? Why the fuck did we draft a wide receiver like for our first pick? Like we are so deep in the receiver core, like, what the fuck? Like, we literally have, like, our, our receiving, when we got receivers, bro, like, what the fuck? Why didn't we, like, draft more O-linemen or D-linemen? You know, I know we got a cornerback. I don't really check it out. I don't know, man. I mean, Man, you know, this whole shit's gone crazy, man. I'm just thinking about Aaron Rodgers. Like, what the fuck's going to happen? Is he going to stay? Is he going to not? What the fuck? I'm just waiting for the whole... I, just, I can't wait for the season to happen. I want to see what the fuck is going on. I, I'm going to watch preseason. I don't even give a fuck about preseason. I'm, I'm, that's how hyped up I am. I'm going to watch fucking preseason, and I'm so hyped to go to the fucking games. Okay? I can't wait for this shit to start. I can't wait to start going. I'm going to the fucking away games. All right, guys? I'm obviously going to see the fucking game at fucking SoFi, which is the greatest fucking stadium in the world. They just have a shitty-ass Ram team. Um, going to go to AZ. Going to go to fucking Washington, see the Washington Redskins at the fucking Washington football team. My boy Paul will be out there. So it'll be dope to be in the DMV. Watch the Seahawks there. It's going to be lit. All right? Shout out to my boy Jamal Adams, man. My boy Prez. He gave me some advice this weekend because I had some shit going on I can't talk about here. 
but uh, trying to put me in fucking, try to get me in trouble and shit. Not him, but the um, <clears throat> the Niners. <clears throat> Anyways, yo, my Lakers, they are fucking up. <laughs> but uh, Braun is back, AD is back, and uh, I feel like they still need to synchronize. You know, they're synchronizing right now, right? It's like it's like when you're downloading a fucking file, and it's like we're at seventy percent. It's like we're still downloading. Like I don't know, these two last L's are just fucking with my brain. It's just kind of like, you know, I don't tweet about shit. You already know. Like, I'm not even, I don't know, man. Honestly, I don't know about this postseason. I kept saying Lakers in five, right? Lakers Lakers in motherfucking nine. There ain't nine games. No shit. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Anyways, um, Dodgers been battling out too. They took some tough L's like in the last week or so, whatever, last two weeks, right? With that whole San Diego shit was crazy, right? But uh, we went from deep in the roster, right, for the Dodgers. We went from deep to we ain't got nobody. Like SMH, all right? Like, what the fuck? Some weird-ass shit, man. And I, there's people, fuck, I hate becoming friends with somebody that is on the fucking team and they're doing bad and you can't talk about them because you might hear the show and they'll be like, yo, what the fuck, boom. And it's like, oh, man, I thought you were my homie. Like, I don't know, bro, this is fucked up. Listen, at least yesterday, we tapped that Milwaukee ass, all right? That shit looked like a motherfucking football score. But, yo, I am fucking tired. That was the weekend wrap-up, guys. Yo, that's all the time I got today. All right? I gave y'all a lot. Okay? Please catch up on all the older episodes if you haven't so that you can be in sync with me and it makes more sense to you. All right? And please tell your friends about this show. Listen, guys, I love you all. All right? I will see you on Thursday, y'all. Yo, Lakey Lake, what's up, bro? All right, fam. Take us out of here, bro. Peace, y'all.